Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Blues Fans TV and welcome back to the Blue Balls podcast. Uh, say it every time, it's a bit of a mouthful, but we roll with it. Uh, how's everyone doing? Thanks for joining the stream. Just see a couple of people popping in at the moment. Uh, World War Charles, what shout out to you, big man. Um, yeah, we've got another podcast today, and today's going to be a little bit sadder than before. Uh, because last week we were on our high horse, we uh, we had a decent result. We were going into the weekend and the, the next week with just excitement and what can we do, and then it went downhill rather quickly. Uh, we're gonna today, we're gonna be talking about Chelsea Everton, Chelsea Wolves, we're gonna be talking about Havertz and Werner, as the title suggests. Uh, we're gonna talk about UCL draw, we're gonna give a little preview for West Ham, and at the very end, we're gonna be taking your comments. So, uh, make sure you stick around for that. And of course, it's not just gonna be me. I've got some fabulous guests with me. So we've got Ben Roberts. How you doing, fella? Big up. How you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good, man. Thanks for joining us. And of course, this oh, man doesn't need... No, no, don't worry, man. And of course, this guy doesn't need uh, much yes, introduction. It's Lewis. How you doing, yes, mate? Guys, what are you telling me? <laughs> We've been absolutely dreadful, but we move. He's, he's in high spirits. He's not long woke up. He's in high spirits. That's why I'm <laughs> groggy to think about the football that we've seen. 30 seconds in and someone's already asked if we're twins, Jay. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Maybe we are. Maybe we are. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's the beard, isn't it? It's always the beard, man. Um, <laughs> love that. Right. We're on a good, we're in a good mood now, lads. I kind of don't want to get into our first topic, but we kind of have to, don't we? That's all um, right. <laughs> should we just ignore it? Should we just have a chat for an hour and ignore the football? Let's do it. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, um, um, anybody watch NXT last night? NXT was lit. <laughs> oh, I missed it, man. Oh, man. I ain't watching it, man. I ain't watching it. Hey, YouTube channel sorts you out. Harry and Cross, man. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy he's back. <laughs> also, just to say, worldwide Chelsea, do not do not think of deleting that YouTube channel, man. Yeah, no, I already told no, you, stick on it. I'm not hearing any of that BS. Stick on it, man. You're not leaving. We ain't letting that happen. We ain't letting that happen, mate. Come on. Right, let's talk about football. It's sad, but we have to talk about it. We'll we'll breeze through the Everton game, and we'll probably talk about the Wolves game more. But yeah, the annual defeat at Goodison Park. It came. It happened, uh, and it was quite the sad day. Lewis, how did you feel? Compared to the Wolves game, I didn't really, I didn't even care too much about the Everton match. Like, if you look in the grand scheme of things, we lost to a penalty. I'm more annoyed that we lost to a penalty than to a goal in open play because I could justify that as a fair defeat. This mm. one, we hit the post about two times. We hit the bar once. We were very unlucky in areas. Olivier Drew had a big chance towards the end of the game that he fluffed as well. And... Yeah, I mean, especially compared to a Wolves game, because the Wolves game was an absolute disaster class in the second half. This game against Everton, it was one that I was willing to take on the chin and move on, but it hurts twice as bad now because we've gone and lost to Wolves as well. So now we're just we've lost our last two games, which is absolutely jarring. But Everton game, it with no wingers, I, I get it. It was going to happen. Like I can take that one and move. Yeah, it was all. I don't know if you guys watched the AJ fight, but you know that the finishing yeah. move where he, he punches him in the face, that was Everton, and then he drops him, that was the Wolves. That's how it felt like it was a little jab, then it was a knockdown. Uh, Everton was just frustrating, <laughs> wasn't it? It was the mistake, it was our mistake that led the, to them winning, and then they just sat yeah, back. And we couldn't break them down, could we, Ben? It was just that was the frustrating part. Uh, as soon as they got the goal, they knew to sit back. Um, they, 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 they really wanted to. Uh, you know, get that point. Uh, and again, it is Carlo Angelotti. He, he does know Chelsea. 
Um, and he's a very, very good manager of what he does. Um, it didn't even help that, you know, the fans were back as well. That did play a part. It, it always does. Um, and yeah, it's just one mistake from Mendy. Obviously, let's not jump on his back right away. He's been brilliant for us. Um, it was just one mistake. Sigurdsson, great penalty, uh, slotted it home. And then, you know, we didn't uh, take our chances. Mount was unlucky to hit the post from the free kick. Uh, but other than that, you know, we just didn't really look like we could do anything. And it all comes down to the winger situation. You know, we missed Ziyech, we missed uh, Pulisic, we missed Hallam Hudson-Odoi. Uh, and, you know, we're going to cover it later, so I won't go too much into it. But you know, playing Timo Werner on the wing just wasn't working. But we'll mm. go into that a bit later. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's just well, Everton was frustrating, but it was time to get back up and go for it. Uh, and then Wolves came along, and that first half, I mean, we went 1-0 up. Giroud, the, Giroud's goal was beautiful, wasn't it? The way he just kind of got around him, tapped it in. Yeah. And we went 1-0 up, and it was and it was great. And then we let them back into it, and Wolves were a counter-attacking side. That, you know, you let them back into it and, uh, and give them possession. Good Podence, to be fair, though. Pa- couldn't do anything against Podence, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was class, to be fair. And um, yeah, it was just it was just downhill from there. And I think I got flashbacks to last season with this game. This game was a last season game, um, which was just horrible to witness. Um, what did you think to that, Lewis? Which one, the Wolves game, the turnarounds? Yeah, the Wolves around, Wolves around, Wolves game now. That one was more poor game management because, and also I do think this also has been exposed a little bit. We do love spamming crosses, and. We take the piss out of other clubs for doing it, but we do the exact same thing as well. That entire Wolves game was just pass it around to either the left side or the right side and we'll try and hit across. And even at that point, it was mostly the left side. So it was even predictable doing that. Yeah. Second half, I'm going to be real and just come out and say, I don't know what the hell Lampard was thinking in that second half. We had Christian Pulisic, who was balling out on the left-hand side next to Ben Chilwell. And we moved him on to the right, where he was just inefficient. You had Timo Werner, who, granted, wasn't really doing much on the right, but that entire second half just convinced me that I never want to see Timo Werner play left wing another day in my life again. I yeah. don't mind if he likes roaming out onto the left-hand side. He can do that. I don't care. I don't want to see him start at left wing anymore. He's so average in that position. It's not even funny. You can't get the best out of him. If anything, it's a catch-22 and you get the worst. And if you get him on the right-hand side, at the least he can use his pace to whip in across. But when he's coming in on his left-hand side... And he needs to cut inside onto his right. All it means is that his play is predictable as hell because he ain't doing anything on that left foot. Yeah, no, it, you, you, you touched on it there. The most frustrating thing for me was when Pulisic was our best player on the pitch, the most attacking, the most you know effective in the pitch at that left-hand side. And then for the, the last 40 minutes, he was out on the right and he could, we've seen it before. He can't do anything on the right. So I don't know what happened mid-game there. I don't know. You know I, I'm fine with them switching if things aren't working, changing it up. But when it, Pulisic is the best player on the pitch, he needs to be on the left. And that's probably what frustrated me the most out of this game. What did you think to that, Ben? Yeah, just, I mean, coming back from injury um, and then just shutting down what he's good at. I just, don't know what's going through Frank's head, to be fair. Um, uh, I think that's what cost us the game, obviously. Chilwell as well. I mean, it's just a whole like that. Probably one of his worst games in the Chelsea show. Gave away the ball most times. Um, so, so many times. Uh, but let's uh, just focus on that. And, yeah, well, just 
try and keep them better spirits. You know, we've got West Ham. That's the big problem for us. They seem to be a bogey team for Frank. Uh, you know, Wolves, you know, we've done a double over them last season. So we, we, we proved that we can beat them. It was just a bit of a shock that we had come to them. Uh, but hey, hi. Yeah. Well, Ricardo's just put a comment in there. And Lamps is a bit slow to change tactically during games. Uh, and it, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. Brian Conte it that. substitutions. You're damn right. Do, if we ever make a sub before the 65th minute, it'll be the death of me, honestly. We never do that. <laughs> no, and you know what, though? Like, he's, the show, he's shown that sometimes he can, and he will, and I think there was one time... That's we the probably... most jarring thing, because yeah. I know he can produce good substitutions. There's been so many games towards the end of last season where we started poorly, and he's brought the right player on, or he's changed the right thing in the team, and then we've gone and turned the game around. But then yeah, there's things like this where we where we can clearly see who needs to come off, and we don't bring him off until the final 15 minutes. Is like, okay, cool. The substitute's gonna have barely any time to have any impact, barely any time to grow into the game because he's just coming in 75 minutes too late. Half the stuff's just pointless. If there's one thing that does hold us back, and I love Lampard, and I'm still Lampard in, but he gets too overcautious, especially against the big teams. And if there's one thing that's holding us back, it's that. Yeah. I mean, we know we can do it. Let's go back to, you know, almost a year ago now. I mean, Arsenal away, 29th of December 2019. We were getting played off the park. Lampard, he makes a big sub. Jorginho, uh, Andrew, no, not Andrew, sorry. Um, Lampty. Lampty. Uh, big game, big game, big substitutions. He turns the game around. You know, uh, we get lucky for the first goal, uh, thanks to a Leno error. But then, you know, we, we keep fighting. We're really in the game. Uh, Tammy sends the away end in absolute limbs. Uh, so we've all seen that Lampard can do this. Um, it, we just, yeah, I, I think I, just, I can't agree with you anymore there, um, Lewis. It's just the fact that, you know, maybe he, he's reluctant to keep playing when he's uh, ahead. But, you know, realistically, you know, with the team that we've got on paper, we should be seeing games off like we was, you know, Winning like five nil, you know, when we're smashing Palace, when we're smashing Burnley, when we're smashing these teams, yeah, you know, they're, they're teams under, you know, in, in the bottom half, but we need the mentality where we can just literally kill a game off, then look at slowing down. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing, the thing that annoyed me a lot was the, you know, we're talking about substitutions, but I don't know if it was the Wolves game or the Everton game, but Tammy was brought on to be a winger at one point. A, a, oh, that the Everton match was that the Everton one. That Everton, was yeah. that was huge. And this game, the Wolves game, we didn't even have a winger on the bench, and we had an extra one back. So I was like, what the hell are we doing? Like, here's the thing. I get what's his name, uh, Tino Andrew hasn't got a lot of experience. I don't yeah. care too much. We needed a winger on that pitch. If he's 16, 17 years old, I don't really care. Bring him on. See what he can do against the Premier League side. If he has some impact, fair play to the kid because that's going to be such a massive impression for him. But he didn't play that one. And then we only made two subs in the Wolves game. And we needed an extra winger in that game as well. Hell, we could have taken off another midfielder and brought off Mason Mount and brought on Billy Gilmore and I thought we would have had better control of the midfield. Because yeah. all our midfield did was get bypassed for 90 minutes if we're being real about it. Havertz was poor. Everyone knows that. I don't know if enough people are saying it, but Mason Mount was poor in that game as well. It was only N'Golo Kante carrying that midfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Mount had a shocker there. Let's, let's, let's not lie. Let's not um, 
sugarcoat it. I mean, yeah, look, Mount is an exceptional player. We know this, but you know, not everyone can have uh, consistently good games. Everyone has a shocker, and it was just uh, Mount's turn to have the shocker. But uh, I don't think we can really criticise Lampard too much for the uh, Tammy Abraham at winger situation, only because who else could he have brought on in the wing? You know, we couldn't bring on. Uh, Hudson Doy, who's injured. We couldn't bring on Pulisic, who wasn't ready. Couldn't bring on Ziek, who's injured. Um, so, you know, what other option do you have other than throwing a striker in the wing, hoping that he can get a goal? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and obviously, if he's not putting Andrew in on the bench, there's not much he can do there. I mean, uh, you say you don't care that he's young. Billy Gilmore was unexperienced and he came on, had two masterclasses against uh, Liverpool and Everton last season. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. He's improved himself, so Andrew could do the same. We have one of the best academies in the world. Our it's players can fit. Yeah, it's probably the best. A lot yeah, of our yeah. lads go on I mean, massive things. Tell, tell me another club that you've seen dominate the FA Youth Cup as much as we have. You know, dominate oh, the youth as much as we have. If, you, if anyone can tell me and find me a club that's done just as good as us in the past, you know, 20 years, please tell me. I'm sure we broke, uh, what was it? Was it the class yeah. of 92's record or the Busby Babes record? It was one of Manchester United. I think it was further back than the 90s. It was up to the 50s where we've stat padded the amount of FA Youth Cups that we've done in the last few years. So it's time we start flexing our muscles. Like Tino Andron made his debut against Everton in the 4 0 before he went into I'm well, actually. I remember that game. So if we're going to be yeah. real about it, if there's one team that you could bring him on, he probably isn't going to be as shook of. It's Everton. He's done them before already. Yeah. He's had a game against them. Throw him in again. A massive shout, lads. Right, uh, we've we've gone around it a little bit. Uh, we've not spoke about the two boys yet, and uh, it's probably the, the the it's the title of this of this oh, podcast. Here we go, here we go boys. Um, Kai Havertz and Timo Werner against Wolves, and and not it's not just against Wolves, but it was kind of like the the absolute. Uh, it's like the last straw almost. Um, they were both shocking, weren't they? And. Uh, it, it's so stressful to talk about because I know all the caveats. I know all of the uh, different reasons as to why they may or may not be playing as well. But ultimately, the they played terrible this game. Um, what, what are your thoughts on it, lads, before I go any further? Let's, what are your thoughts? Let's state the obvious first. Let's get this well out of the clear now. Werner is struggling at left wing. He's only had good games up front. Now, the issue that we've had, obviously, Giroud is playing well. You know, Giroud's got four against Sevilla. He popped up against Leeds as well. He got on the score sheet against uh, Wolves as well. Giroud is playing well, but he's not a 90-minute player. Giroud could be that perfect 90-minute player, like, super sub-type player. Werner is a middle player. You know, If you're not playing to the resources that you have, it's not going to work. Uh, Havertz, let's cut the boy some slack. Okay, when you buy someone for 90-odd million you're going to expect instant results. But this is a different £95 million transfer. We've not bought Havertz, you know, to jump straight into the Chelsea team and, you know, hit the ground running. This is a long-term investment. You know, you've got to be very, very quick to realise what we have done in the past. You know, we've, we've, do, we've done it with De Bruyne. We, you know, we bought him in for a fee, uh, but we didn't give him the chance to mould into the team. We've done it with Mohamed Salah. Now... Let's have a look at where they are now. De Bruyne mm-hmm. is arguably the best midfielder in the Premier League has seen for a long, long time. Uh, Havertz, not Havertz, sorry, Mo Salah is absolutely tearing it up for Liverpool. You know, team of the year candidate, happily. Uh, now, Havertz is in a situation where he needs time to dwell in that team. And under Lampard, you know, 
the resources that Chelsea have is um, it's going to be a long-term thing. This is a guy where we're expecting five years' time to be one of the best in the world. But it's not going to happen right away. He needs to settle. He is young. Uh, and he is a midfielder. You know, he, if he plays on the wing, it's like a Timo Werner situation. Havertz on the wing doesn't work. If he's playing in the middle, playing through Timo Werner in the middle, then it's going to work. Uh, so that's what I wanted to say before we go into how poor they've been playing. Yeah, no, absolutely. But the, the thing that annoys me is that he's being thrown into the first team game after game after game. That's So I completely agree with you. He needs to develop. He's a young lad. He's gone to a different country. He's in a different league, a more physical league. He needs to adapt. Yeah. And we're all, I'm okay with that. That's fine. He can do that and he has the potential. But right now he's being thrown in too much, I think, and, and clearly struggling. He needs to be like fed into the team over amount of time, let him develop into the, the league, maybe bringing him on for 20 minutes here and there, let him come in. Uh, last season, um, Pulisic didn't, for the first two months, didn't just come out flying. He got he had to be integrated into the team more. And he came from the Bundesliga as well. So uh, it, that's the annoying thing, I think. You know, he's he needs that, but he's not getting it. He's just getting thrown in yeah. at I the moment. With how, sorry, sorry. I think with how Pulisic was dealt with, it was absolutely insane. Because we the Christian Pulisic we saw come back after lockdown was absolutely crazy. Was mm -hmm. mad. He was brilliant. Um and maybe Havertz should have been dealt with in the same way, just, you know, dwelling him into the squad, letting him, you know, go at his own pace. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, Havertz, you know, I mean, Lewis, have you got any other points? You know, I want to just, yeah. Well, I think with Havertz, we just haven't been playing him in his best position. Is that his best in the number 10 or around the centre-forward role? To be honest, I'd be all for seeing him in a, in a centre-forward role. I think it'd be perfect for him, but... Uh, I know why we're not doing a 4-2-3-1 because we struggled with transitions, that formation, and yeah. we also had a bunch of defensive mistakes in that formation as well. But Havertz is a case of time. Like I'm really not too worried about him. I've said plenty of yeah. times in videos as well, if you look at his stats, his second half of the season is always 10 times better than his first yeah, half of the season. So yeah. there is just a big waiting game to take with him. Timo Werner is the one I'm a bit more worried about because there's definitely a confidence thing with him. Havertz, yeah. I can understand. Lampard's also come out and said he reacted to getting the virus worse than a lot of other players did when they received it. So yeah. his recovery is going to be a bit longer as well. That combined with adjustments and everything like that, cool. He's in a bad phase. I don't care. He's going to grow out. Yeah. He's, he, if anything, out of all the signings we have, he has the highest ceiling. So I'm really not worried yeah. a few months into it. No, Werner, though, I like Werner as well. I've got nothing against him, but I am worried about this guy's confidence. I think the way the way we play him at left wing, I've already said before, we should never do it again, but we keep persisting with it, and I think it's having an impact on his confidence as well. I think also him not playing up front is having that sort of impact too, because that's where he is at his best. I feel like Timo Werner, I'm, I'm going to say it quietly, but it's only to a point, bit of a system player in terms of he's at his best if you play to his strengths. Yeah. He's not going to be all-round excellent, but he's going to be at his best if you play him in a certain way. I think We don't you know, really play him like that because he doesn't really have that space in behind a lot. And that's the thing that he thrives on, which is why I'm a little bit worried, but same way, I'm not going to say we shouldn't assign him or anything like that because it isn't nowhere near that. Oh, yeah, no, no, we're never going to do that. We can carve that out of his game. But right now, the question is, where, do, where does Timo Werner fit best? And if he does fit up front best, who are you really benching? Because... Right now, Olivier Drew still justifies himself in the squad, mm. and there's a massive golfing class whenever Tammy Abraham shows on the pitch. So 
I don't know who we end up benching on that, but right now, there is a couple questions with Timo Varner. I'll give you that. But yeah. the biggest issue for him is because he's not being played in his best position. The one thing I'm going to actually criticise Timo Werner for, um, he's do now this is going to sound very, very you know, shaky. Please let me explain myself before you go mad in the comments. <laughs> he's got a little bit of Morata syndrome. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because he's being very, very shaky in one-on-one -on -one scenarios. The difference between Timo Werner and Morata is that I'm confident Timo Werner will score a one-on-one -on -one happily. Uh, but... We saw it at Newcastle. He had a clear-cut chance to, you know, get on the score sheet, but he didn't want to take it. He he put he put it along the box. Um, he, you know, he's trying to make goals more than finish them himself. That's why I'm saying Maratajim. He's a he's a bit timid in front of goal at the moment, especially when he's at left wing. Now, I'll obviously, I agree with you on that. Yeah. But I'm thing. not outright comparing Timo Werner. No, no, I, I know right. you're not. That's why I, I kind of get because fact is his conversion rate stinks. Like yeah. we'll be real about. It. And if any of you lot saw him at RB Leipzig, the same thing as well. The guy gets a lot of chances. He misses a lot of chances, but some of them go into the back of the net. So that oh. is another big issue as well. His conversion rate absolutely stinks. Hmm. So obviously what we need to do is turn him into a more clinical player. Now, the, the best system I could ever have thought Timo Werner to be in, and this is when I really wanted to sign him, was under Conte era, counter-attacking football. Now, you think uh, back then, you know, decent William, uh, have, sorry, Hazard and Timo Werner up front, one counter-attack, we're way past the defence, and I reckon, you know, we get the best out of Timo Werner. Uh, he's one of those players that is just so quick, he can literally go from one end of the pitch to the other in seconds. Um, and we've seen him do that as well. And the chances that he gets, uh, if we can get a system where we've got a fully fit team of Ziyech, Pulisic and Werner up front with the option of bringing on Giroud, who is still on fire, then I can see things changing very, very quickly. But the issue that we're doing at the moment and the issue why Timo Werner is doing so bad is because of our injury situation. We can't do anything else. We haven't got... a a left winger at the moment. Yeah, all right. Pulisic is coming back. But he needs to get to full form. So the mindset of Lampard is, well, I know Timo can play left wing. Uh, I can't really drop Giroud who's on fire, but I don't have a right wing. Um, so obviously Werner takes the, you know, the hit there because he goes left wing to make a space for you know a striker that we have is playing well. Uh, I, as soon as we you know get our full squad, I can see Timo Werner playing at um, Chelsea. At Chelsea's uh, front again in the middle and doing well just give the boy time let him adapt to the premier league yes okay his conversion rate stinks but he's a player that just doesn't give up and that's what i love about him and why he will do well yeah no absolutely but brilliant points from the both of you there um i, I think the, the a summary i kind of think of is um both both players they're both their best positions are positions that don't exist at the minute in Chelsea's squad, uh, Timo Werner at Leipzig, the best position was his. He was like a left forward, weren't he? Playing off someone else, getting forward, like a striker, yeah. being a striker. That doesn't exist at Chelsea at the moment because of the formation we want to play. And Havertz is a, is a number ten, and we don't play that at the moment. That and you know the number ten role is arguably kind of disappearing from the league at the moment, um, with, with the odd exception. But that being said, like they both have so much potential. They're both, I think they're both going through a bit of mental block at the moment. You see that, especially with Werner. I think, you know, it's all in his yeah. head at the moment. You see, you see maybe 
how Sorry, upset he is. Just, maybe we could do a four-two-three-one if yeah. we got another DM. Because I like the four-three-three formation. I've been a so I've been sold a lot more on Kante in the DM position because mm -hmm. of the options for passing that he has when he receives the ball. But if we put him in the four-two-three-one, it ain't gonna work out. He's gonna have a lot less options to receive the ball, and I think his passing is gonna get a lot more exposed. So if we end up getting another DM in the summer, someone that you put next to N'Golo Kante, maybe we can go back to the four-two-three-one. But we yeah. need someone who's got a composed pass from the back because that is the biggest thing we've been struggling. Kovacic wasn't that good at it. He's only good at progressing it. All passes in the final third. Jorginho, I love his passing. I don't know where it's gone recently because that was the best part of his game. If yeah. Actually, if anything, I might have answered my own question because Billy Gilmore's come back from injury. I might be interested in a Gilmore-Pante <laughs> pivot. That Let me know be... what you guys are saying if I'm chatting out my ass or not, but... I've just thought about it and I'm getting very intrigued. Hey, like, you're more Kante that's kid, that is nice. You, that, you second you thought of that, you, your face hey, later. you know bro. what? Bring back the 4 2 3 one I'm that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, at something else. I'm a flip-flop. I don't care. Just before we okay. go on, this, uh, we've got a comment here. So, Lampard should play at 4 3 one, two. So, um, I'm guessing that's, you know, Werner and either Giroud or Tammy up front with Havertz behind and then a midfield three. That's See, I looked bad. at this. Pending who injury? I swapped the three and the one. Depending on one, I think. So I was going oh, to... Depending on injury. Yeah. Um, so literally, I mean, I, I, I looked at maybe a 4-1-3-2 because we look at Werner's strength. Um, now, I'm not going to outright criticise Lampard. The guy knows a lot about football and he has done well with the team he's got. But I'm thinking, you know, with a 4-1-3-2, you know, it allows uh, Kovacic and Mount to play as well perfectly. Um, okay, yeah, it sacrifices wingers. But... Then it lets Havertz go into a number 10 role. It lets Giroud go up front with Werner. And mm -hmm. Werner can play off a support striker. And I don't know why we're not thinking of that because it fits the system of the players that we have. And obviously, again, look, Mendy, Chilwell, Zuma, Silva and James, who are absolutely brilliant this season. They can't fault any one of them um, mm -hmm. on a whole season. Uh, they, they've really you know, sorted themselves out defensively. And then obviously Kante at defensive mid, where he's always deserved to be. Uh, and then obviously you've got the midfield of Havertz, Mount and Kovacic, which could work. Or you can swap it, depending on the game, if you want to play possession, put in Jorginho uh, put, or put in Gilmore if you want to control the game as well. But you've got so many options there. And then obviously the two strikers up front. Yeah, we've... Um, maybe the up, the amount of options is, is almost hindering us a little bit. Maybe Lampard's struggling with, you know, like you mentioned it earlier, Lewis, Giroud made himself undroppable, but that might be a bad thing in the end because now you've got to start Giroud, but then Werner needs to play up front. That's his best position. We've got all these players that we can mix and move around and it's it's it, it might be, the inconsistency might be getting, you know, to uh, to the different players. And listen, it's a, it's a mad league, isn't it, at the moment? It's all inconsistent. None of it makes sense. Uh, West Ham are doing well. Southampton are up there like third at the minute. So we, you know, we can't complain too much about that. Um, we've got, we've, we've had an interesting chat about formations and we'll, we'll definitely go back into that a little bit later when we talk about the West Ham game coming up. But I wanted to just move us along now to the, uh, the other bit of Chelsea news we had recently. <laughs> it's been a really poor week, hasn't it boys? Um, the UCL draw, we, uh, we got probably okay, the one, the one team I didn't want. Atletico Madrid, lads, how sad is that? We took an L. We took a big L. Um, <laughs> there is literally no other team I wanted to draw. Um, 
I, I actually know there's every other team I wanted to draw. I, I didn't care if we got Mucci and Glad back. I don't care if we got Barcelona. You know, Barcelona are playing absolutely terrible at the moment. I'm up for Barcelona. Um, hell, even Real Madrid. I know they took the group. So you've been, yeah. Um, but any other team other than Atletico, because they are playing well at the moment. Simeone's a good manager. They Their style of football does sort of counter what we do. You know, we, we're playing possession. We're playing, you know, uh, goadable. Whereas Atletico will just sit back and they will counter us if they need to. Plus, they've got Luis Suarez now, who's always been a fall on our side. They've got Diego Costa, who's going to wind up our defenders so, so much. Um, you know, Cal Felix, well. you know, when he, when, he, when he wants to play, he's very good as well. Atletico have got a very good team. And, it, I mean, even, even Kieran Trippier is playing well over there. Not to mention, arguably, the best goalkeeper in the world, Jan Oblak. Man, it, we can this season, I think. It's so sad. Even even Sevilla got a better draw in Dortmund, who are a bit shaky yeah. at the moment, which is so sad. We made such a big deal out of uh, finishing top, and then this happens, which is just peak. Um, I think, you know, you look, you look at the teams that we're struggling against, and they all play. They sit deep, they defend well, and we can never break them down. And, and this is arguably yeah. the best team in Europe at doing that exact yeah. thing. So I'm very worried about this game, I won't lie. But um, I said we need to quite first. Oh, mate, it's so critical. I said it flippantly on, on Twitter. I was like, fuck it, we'll win anyway. But we need to, some shit needs to change from now to then. But obviously, it's it, it's a long time away. Things can yeah. change. You know, imagine Werner Havertz get formed, ZX back into the team. We can do things We've with that. we be more clinical, in my opinion. Yeah. If we played Atletico Madrid in a few days, I'd be like, that's it, we're out. Mm-hmm. I can be a bit calm because we got, we're playing them in February and March. But same way. We better be clinical when we face them because they aren't going to give us a lot of chances. If we're on the same joke thing that we're on right now where we just miss about nine out of ten of our chances, we aren't going through. But if we I take mean, our chances when they come, cool, we have a chance. But it's going to be the toughest. It was the toughest opposition we could get. But same way, you got to beat the best. Like, I'm not that annoyed that we drew Atletico. I mean, all that hype about getting first place, I wouldn't have minded getting an easier team, but it, it is what it is. You just, we like the scenic route. We never like the easy route in the Champions League. Yeah, so, who we love being up to take on that. Let's go. Yano Black's getting nutmegged and we move. And let's, <laughs> let's, let's deep this as well, though. You know, we, we beat this team with Bakayoko and Michi Bachawai in our team. You know, I'm pretty sure we can do it with Timo Werner, uh, Kante, uh, Havertz, and uh, Pulisic and all that. Yeah, imagine someone not being able to chant because he's that dead from his voice box. <laughs> yeah, that's... Hey, I had freshers flu that week, man. You gotta allow me. <laughs> freshers flu, how yeah. dry my throat was. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So listen, that. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's uh-huh. that's coming up, right? That's coming up. We we've got that to look forward to. It comes in a bit of a uh, a, a shit time as well. We've got some big fixtures around that time. But listen, that's that's in the future. We, the draw came in the other day. It kind of started off this bad week for us, but we move on anyway. And let's uh, let's talk about our next game, lads, because this game for me is very vital. It's very important. Our title chances are hanging on a thread with this West Ham game. I think anyway. I don't know if you guys agree, but this game is is unreally important. And um, what, what, what do you think? It's more pride for me. We're we're yeah. on the cusp of losing three league games in a row to West Ham. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I don't care. Don't. I don't care about transition or building the team up or anything like that. Can't lose to this lot three games in a row. 
simple as i said it on my videos i said it on the live phone in phone ins and everything if we lose to west ham three in a row they will make dvds they will make shirts they will make <laughs> mugs they will make all sorts of merch about how they beat chelsea three games in a row probably title it stop crying frank lampard like they created it or something like that we can't lose to west ham same way i don't think we're going to lose to west ham but pride and tribalism do not allow them to win in this game because if we lose three games in a row we are finished <laughs> is that sammy you probably don't even know the context of that but you're a dickhead still he loves getting those little right, jump on the live, mate. <laughs> Imagine you swamped. Get on the live. <laughs> um, I mean, looking at the table, lads, it, it's upsetting because now we're sixth. If we won the Wolves game, we would have been first. We lost the Wolves game, we're sixth. That that just goes to show how the league is. Uh, but, second, because Liverpool beat Tottenham. Oh, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we were on 22 points, uh, sixth. West Ham are seventh on 21 points. They are right up our ass. The Messiah is there. This game is Wait, could they overtake us? Mate, if they, they win, they're, they're they're Yeah, it, okay, as if it weren't bait enough already. We cannot lose to West Ham three games in a row. This it's can't happen. It's a West Ham and Arsenal in between Christmas. You are really making or breaking my year. My year's sucked already. Are you going to make <laughs> it a 1 out of 10 or a 0 out of 10? <laughs> it's up to you, man, Chelsea. Um, so we, we were talking about formations earlier on. And uh, and I think this one's a bit interesting. Because with the lack of uh, wingers right now, Ziyech and Hudson-Odoi being out, um, I've seen someone kind of put up, put, propose a, a, a formation that I just wanted to quickly say. So obviously, goalkeeper back four, Kante, that's all the same. But this mm. is a 4 1 2 1 2, right? And it's got Kante at the base. It's Mount and Cover in the middle. Havertz um, playing as a, as a number 10. Then Werner off Giroud. Um, what do you think to that, lads? That, I think it's an interesting thing. It, it's not a permanent um, solution, but of course, it's it's a part time one. Whilst we don't have the likes of Ziyech, you know, Politic, as well as he played, he's not 100% fit. This could be an alternative. What do you guys think to that, Ben? Yeah, um, just getting something temporary until we've got the uh, wingers back. Um, I like it, to be fair. I do mm. like it. You know, fits uh, positions as well. Let's um, Werner and Havertz play in their natural positions. Um, and then that's where we can really test them as players. Yeah, um, I don't, really have anything bad. I don't know if you have any counters to that. Fair enough. Lewis, you got any formation again quickly? Just it's the attacking four, team. It's a 4 one 2 one with Werner and Giroud up top and then Havertz as the, the number 10 behind him. Arguing the PlayStation okay, problem. Two centimetres. These are two centimetres. Uh, we've got Mount and Cover and then Kante at the base. That's mad, right? So I've got nothing wrong with that. I think there's a narrow about the, that works. When I was talking about the four-one-three-two, literally, I've fully done a chinos here uh, and I've done my own fantasy lineup. Um, but yeah, literally, you said that spot on. Mate, that's um, it. That's exactly it. And, and yeah, um, the narrow it works. Like I prefer as a narrow one to a wide one. That's the only change I'd have. But other than that, yeah. yes, yes, I'm all for that. That probably gets the best out of everybody right now. If Lampard did it, if it worked, excellent. If it don't work, I'd be like, you know what? Fair play. We tried something different. But the thing is, whenever we find something that works, we just persist with it, and we persist with it, and we persist with it, and then we just run it into the ground. It's the same thing now with a four-two-three-one. 
the same thing that's happening now. So yeah, I would do that. Yeah, three, four, three nightmare. It's like, um, but the, but the the thing is, it's it for me. It's uh, it's a short. It is a short term. It has to be used while Siak and and our, and our other wingers aren't ready as well. Uh, you know, but, but when you if you play this uh, and it's not working, we kind of go in a bit too narrow. You bring Pulisic on with thirty minutes to go, and he can change the game. That's yeah. what should maybe happen against West Ham just because of where we're at that I think that might work and because uh, it's a must big game I think Frank does need to uh, do something special for this one pull out something like he did when he went five at the back last season you know he changed it up and we went and won uh, so yeah I, I really think that's uh, that might be the way to go right um, we're at the tail end of the pod now so thank you everyone for tuning in this far uh, we're going to do a live Q&A now so uh, everyone get your questions in we're going to answer any of your questions regarding anything Chelsea or anything in general really get them in yeah I don't mind answering personal questions they're personal listen what's your favourite telly show Get if you want any kind of question get it in <laughs> we will talk about it everyone's been chatting so far there's a lot of Ars- uh, Arsenal fans in the comments surprisingly um, well, you've got, you got to look at some. You got to look at a Chelsea, a Chelsea, a London club that is doing well. Yeah, I mean, mm. you, when you look when you're in a relegation fight, you got to look at what your other teams are doing. Yeah, yeah, the, you've got to try and make it better a little bit by um, trying to make fun of the, the the better team, of course. Um, so we've got a question here. This is an interesting one. Masanda is getting close to being back. Could he be our backup winger, lads? Masanda, kind of a forgotten man at Chelsea, kind of. I love Charlie. That is very like the guy hasn't played a professional game in two years now. I wanted him to succeed. It would be the biggest redemption arc of the decade if he succeeded at Chelsea. But that's the thing. Moses veto happening. <laughs> now at least Moses had loan deals. Like this hmm. guy hasn't played professionally in two years. Didn't he like, go to Celtic for a happening? bit? What? Did he go to Celtic for a yeah, bit? Yeah, like, there was uh, loads of problems with that. So let me check his the last team he was at. I don't know, I know if he was I, at, it happened on FIFA or something. You know, one of them. You just can't remember. No, I know happened. he was generally. At, there was like some mad problems. I think he was like being a, like a, oh, he, a bit of a brat. I think his last team was Vitesse. You had a loan to Celtic and then a loan to Vitesse, oh, and that enough. was in the eighteen nineteen season. Mm. So, so yeah, a bit, he had three appearances that season. So on the uh, the old backup uh, winger kind of debate here, I think someone's coming in. So would would you want Chelsea to sign Neto, the man that made us all upset recently? Neto's a waste, man. <laughs> I mean, the right now, over it first. Right now, he's an asshole. <laughs> I think you remove the if you remove well, the E and the T in his last name. You got my answer. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, if you remove the E and the T in his last name, you got my answer. No. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> hey, geez, Prime's in here as well. Big up, Prime. Yes, Prime. Football Terrace's finest. Love that. <laughs> not saying if Chelsea can win the league or not, but I will say don't write them off yet because Liverpool's the favourite. So we get basically, do you, do you still think we're in the title race, lads? Yes. Just about. Just about. Title race is open. This is the most open title race in years. I keep going back to 13-14 season. Manchester City were only top of the league for, I think, the last two weeks, and they went and won the league title, but they were around the title race for the majority of it. I ain't worried. We've had a couple bad results. They always happen. Don't make it into a big thing where we lose four games in a row. As long as that don't happen, and we sort out our next two games against, against Arsenal and West Ham, we're good. It's about those I mean, next two games. They are massive. Putting it in perspective, this league is different this year because 
you know, Liverpool are restricted. Liverpool are big man. They haven't got Van Dijk this season anymore. You know, he's uh, you know, he's injured for a civil future. Fabinho is injured for a civil future. Uh, they don't have their strongest team, which means, you know, they are beatable. They're conceding more now as well. So, you know, I wouldn't put them in a strong position as we would. So, yeah, I can see, you know, them dropping points. City are doing awful as well. You know, City, who are normally the favourites to win the league every year because they've got such squad depth and such, you know, firepower. You know, they're not doing well this year. Tottenham, you know, we've got to put them up there as well because it's Mourinho's second season. He always does well in the second season. He's getting those players playing well. Now, that would be the worst scenario ever. I don't even want to mention it, but we have to. I think Tottenham are up there as well. All we've got to do is just keep the form. Well, you know, find a new form and keep it. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it's good. It, you know, we had a good run of form. We were up there. We lost two games. We're still, we're, we're sick. It, it goes to show this season, if you get a run of form, you, anyone can be in the title race. So all we okay. need to do is find that that, that string of games. Um, who has Chelsea's best player been this season so far? Mendy. Uh, uh, Reece James. Oof. Two big shouts there. I I was going to say Reese James. I think he's he's come along further than he did last year. He's an absolute rock at the back. He pings and crosses. He's linked with Hakim Ziyech. Mendy's a shout though because Mendy without Mendy, arguably, are we a better side? Excuse me. Yeah, but same way with Kepper in goal as the other option, anyone is a better goalkeeper. Which I think all I'm going to say. When's the last time you've been confident? Um, when someone's been in front of goal that you know you don't think you're going to concede. Um, before Mendy joins, eighteen nineteen Kepa, that's as far back as it has been. Yeah, but that's Mendy's influence. But again, you have to take into account that we had the worst goalkeeper in Premier League history statistically. Yeah, but is, even then, Reese James has gone and pushed Aspilicueta out the side, who yeah, towards the end of the season was probably so one of our best players and one of our most consistent players. That mm. speaks in itself. Him actually turning it from being hype to being fact that he's a better player than Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's been looked at as the best right-back in England for the last three years straight, it has to be Reese James. Because he's he's uh, up the standard, in my opinion. With the goalkeeping position, it was the bar was in hell, man. Yeah. Like, I'm a terrible goalkeeper. I would jump in goal and do a better job. That's how bad the standard <laughs> would was. Would you? I'd probably save one of them. My save percentage would be like 10% higher. Maybe it wouldn't be too high. Uh, Let's maybe agree that you'll make an effort to save it. How about that? I'll make less mistakes. I'll make less mistakes. If I get beaten, it's a lack of experience. (laughs) Love that. Um, Yeah, no, Reese James as well, like out of the last couple games we've had that have been stinkers, he's still been arguably our best players, man of the matches, that kind of thing. on the live. I just saw so hey Sophie jump on the live. I don't think you she can't is. Hide. Could be a dupe account. Sophie oh, no. Rosewald, hold up, there she is. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Tammy? Great live, thank you. What do you think to Tammy so far, lads? Great until the Spurs game, and then after the Spurs game, Tammy's a Tammy's a confidence player, and this thing's just proven it to me because he was when he was playing the smaller teams and he was having good performances, getting more involved with the with the uh, goals and assists tally. He was doing brilliantly. As soon as that Spurs game happened and he fluffed his lines, he hasn't been he hasn't been the same player since. And I think Olivier Drude coming back to form has also had a bit of a downer on his confidence, but he will come back. I'm not too worried about it, but he's in a bad run of form. 
I mean, this is the same Don that got called a championship striker by his uh, manager. That's going to hurt. Mm. Well, her pattern's worse than mine. I was just about to say, up. she's just woken up. Yeah, but, mad. but she's actually on American time. You're in the UK still. <laughs> Wait, she's not in Turkey anymore. I she's in Vegas. She was... She's in Vegas. I'm sure how she is. How are you... Wait, Sophie, how are you moving like this? She has a... <laughs> Trust. I, I swear there's jealous. a pandemic. How are you even allowed to travel this much? <laughs> no, to be fair, it is possible, but you've got to go like the maddest route. Like, I think my uncle, who lives in the Bahamas, he had to go via Canada on a Friday because that's the only time they were able to travel. Sure, she's gone I love her <laughs> to Vegas and like she's detoured in like Africa or something and she's come back round. I just love the way you was like on a Friday. Like, it had to be, like, I know it had to be. It was just, just made well, me laugh. It's true. Like, they, they were only doing um, like flying out from uh, Friday. Um, so they had to go up to um, Canada, then into Miami, then from Miami to um, uh, Bahamas. Fair enough. That's 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 um, that's some effort there, right? We got. Let's get some more questions in before we end the live. Um, I just saw <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. Uh, should we sign Cantwell? I've not heard no. this before. I've not heard of this one yet. What are you what are you think? It's that. I mean, Ben's got the nose straight away, Lewis. Um. Nah. Nah, not really. I think if we're going to go younger youth prospects, I'd rather just go for Chelsea Academy, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, Conor Gallagher's doing... I mean, although West Brom is shy, he's, he's playing well there. Yeah, you but, know, his yeah thought, but that's just a trajectory expected from him. Next season is going to be massive for Conor because mm. he will get first-team first team game time. I'm only worried if he'll get enough game time, especially with, with the amount of players that we have in our midfield. It's the most stacked position in our squad. Yeah. So I'm worried about him a little bit, but regardless, you can see the quality he has. Yeah, he is good. A lot of West Brom fans are saying thank you for him, even though they're playing rubbish. Uh, Nick said, what about Jaden Sancho, boys? What about him? See, is... I saw a better version. one. I think, I think Sancho would be too expensive, but I saw a big shout in Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey? Mm. Mm, nah, Wait. Leverkusen wouldn't sell him to us. And also, after how long it took to get habits off them, I don't even want to go into business. <laughs> Trust, that was just, that was a farce, that was. It took months, man. <laughs> but to be fair, it was worth it in the end because we got a good 70 million taken off the final deal. But mm, same true. way, it took ages. That was Marina, do, Marina doing her work. Um, uh, a, a question close to my heart, boys, because I love this man. Why isn't Tamori playing, man? And it's upsetting. It really is. Uh, and because I think Tamori, in my eyes, he should be higher than Christensen and, and maybe yeah. 50-50 with Rudiger. But he doesn't get the game time. He's pissed Lampard off some way, somehow, because he ain't getting no game time. And I absolutely miss him because I absolutely love him. But what do you guys think to him? I mean, he's played a few this season. Um, I don't see why he can't be there. I mean, the obvious the obvious reason he's not in the team right now is because Zuma and Silva are just on fire. Obviously, mm -hmm. you're not going to get above them at the moment. Uh, but I can see him as the the, the direct backup, you know, because I don't yeah. trust Rudiger anymore. I don't trust Christensen. Um, I mean, sorry, Jordan, you know, uh, but Rudiger's done at this club. Um, he, he he was an agent, and that's about it. But Tamori <laughs> is a learning player. Yeah, um, he he's only got you know he the only way he can go is up. Uh, done work, Derby. So I don't know what he's done to well piss off Lampard, as we all say. But he's he's a good player. He can do well. And he's quick. Really, when he came on, I, I know we lost that, but you know when he came on, he played so well, 
against yeah. Liverpool earlier on this season. And I just, uh, he, there's, for me, he would have played by now if there wasn't something wrong in the background. You know, there's, he Can I be real? Have, go on. He, he, he did it to himself, in my opinion. The guy had a loan deal all sorted out in the last hour of the transfer window. And then he said no Everton, to him. Now, West Ham. And West Ham were going to pay oh. Chelsea 50 grand for every game that he didn't play for us. That was wow. a great deal for all clubs. And look, what I respect that he wanted to stay and fight for his place. I respect the balls on that. But look where it's led for him. He's had, what, well, one I mean, two games this entire season. It wasn't the right well, for him. He should have taken that loan deal when it was coming. He's going yeah, to go on loan again in January, probably an 18-month deal. And it will be what's best for him. But it will also have been six months too late. So I, I rate him trying to stay and fight for his spot. But this is also the end result. There's consequences that come to it. He didn't break into the squad. So is what it is. Fair enough. Right, I'm going to end on this question. It's a bit of a random question. Well, it's not random, but I'm going to end on this one anyway. Do you still respect Jose Mourinho? No. Yes, I love Jose. Absolutely love Mourinho. Two sides of the coin here. Ben, go on. Yeah, I mean, you don't you, you, you don't badmouth this club like you do when he's at United. You don't. And then you don't join our direct rivals. Yeah, look, the argument is we've sacked him twice. But he's going to Tottenham, you know, he's all Tottenham, he's all he's this, that, and the other. Yeah, all right, you've got to back your club. But he's joined a direct rival. Um, and he's and he's come out and uh, slandered us as well. So I can't respect a man who does that. You know, you could be a legend in my eyes and go to Tottenham and you've ruined all credibility for yourself. Fair enough, Lewis. I do want to ask one question if you're gonna say that. I do good Johnson. Big shot. Uh, I just had to throw that one there. That's also, I have, I have to be real. I do. That's the thing. Because here's the thing: Jose Mourinho is our best ever manager. He's one of yeah. the most trophies. He's the one that took us to the big level. I can't hate this guy. Also, to the fact he's been at Man United, he's been at Spurs, but he still never said a bad word about Chelsea as a fan base. He's had some words about yeah, Chelsea as a club, as a fan base. What, what's yeah. he said? I remember Give about me direct quotes. Yeah, he goes to United and, he, and the Sorry, first thing quotes. he says is, um, I can hear the fans, whereas at Chelsea it's like a library. Or something along those lines. Out, here's the thing. He cussed out our own fans when we when he was there because our atmosphere was poor. Yeah. Is our home atmosphere good? Only in the ref you hard in, but... Even then it can be debatable at times. Oh, it depends on the game. Like If it's a big game, then yeah. He but said this there, there the are times I'm genuinely PR, trying to start a jar, it's the worst thing. He said that about Chelsea QPR, and that was, in my opinion, that's the most heated London derby we have. So yeah. here's the thing. If Jose said something bad about Chelsea fans, I'd get it. But he hasn't. He's never said a single bad... If anything, he doesn't speak about us as fans. The only time he does is when we chant F off of Mourinho and he puts the three fingers up us. He's and you know what? Out. It shuts up the Chelsea fans who are cussing him out. So personally, I'm all for it. The Jose Mourinho is a legend. And to be honest, he doesn't really owe us anything anyway. We sacked him twice. What does he owe us anymore? I do, I do agree with that. Like, but personally, you know, maybe if he joined, I don't know. Um, well, what well, United, I weren't too bothered about. Like, yeah, look, it is Manchester hey, United. That, Sophie. That's it's, just, it's literally <laughs> only because, like, he's gone to Spurs. Like, I can't, I can't put that past him. Like, yeah, it's it's a very touchy subject. I don't hate him as a bloke. I just hate what he's doing at the moment. Yeah, I understand hating that he's at Spurs and he might win the league with Tottenham. Fair play. I can hold that. I can understand it because right now he is the enemy. As a man, as a manager, I'm sorry. I see a press conference 
I see a quote, I see him drop something on Instagram, and I'm just sitting there like, why is this guy in a Tottenham jacket, man? He's no, an like, don't get me wrong. Watching all or nothing. He's an English treasure. He's not even English, but he's a treasure <laughs> for this country. I swear that. I, I don't mean, care I, if he does. Don't get me wrong. Like he still makes me laugh sometimes. Like I mean, that, that, it's it's easy to say this. Like I mean, watching what he did, you know, with the Sky Sports when they said Mourinho's passed it, he gets up, turns it off, and tells Sky Sports to fuck off. I mean, yeah, we we love that Mourinho, the funny Mourinho. Um, the thing is, he's funny, but he speaks facts as well. You said true. Sky Sports. Do you remember, like, what was it? Uh, Lampard's first season where he was doing some big press conference with Sky. United like, what's what? Uh, what centre back do you think Chelsea should sign? Why do they need to sign a centre back? They have Zuma. Kurt <laughs> Zuma. He's right there. And it was mm. facts. 2015. Mm. I remember him saying the Premier League yeah. don't protect Eden Hazard. And by the time he gets to his late twenties, he's going to be completely dusted because of all the injuries that he's had. That speaks facts. Even if people don't like what he says originally, three to four years, they look down the line. He's like, you was spitting facts still. Guy is a legend. I love him. I can never speak enough praise about the man, honestly. Fair enough, lads. Well, I, I, I kind of agree with both of you, but yeah, that was a great way to end the pod. Um, loved that debate. Loved all of the whole pod. Lads, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you oh, joining, well, joining me. Um, go on. We're, we're here now. Let's, let's shout out our channels. Ben, you go first. Pending. <laughs> All right, everyone just smash the comment section and tell them to make a channel because I've been telling I'm them to sorry. do it. Last Listen, I've got on it. I've asked Sammy for tips. You know, I've got the iPhone 12 now, which I can record off. Uh, Oi, tips, got to be tips. Put the camera on landscape and just sit in front of it and record for 10 minutes and upload the video. Yes, that's right. it. Welcome to my channel. That's, that's it. First, Get him on it. That's it. We gotta make get make a channel. Like, Thank come you. On. Spam it. If there's one time we're gonna allow spamming in the comment section, spam no. it and tell them to make a channel. It's gonna flop, though, boys. Let's be honest. With and a mentality like that, you're damn yeah. right. It is gonna flop. Believe in your source, man. There's too oh, many. There's too many good Chelsea content. Yeah, there. there's you. There's Lauren. There's worldwide. The biggest Chelsea. enemy on there's YouTube that. is your own head because you'll sit there and say that an idea isn't gonna work. Trust me. Make yeah, a channel, man. There are some good chat. I mean, you got I'm, if I make the channel, I'm fighting with George Benson, who's quality. I'm fighting stop, stop with Eunice, who's quality. Stop thinking, who's quality. You. Stop, 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 stop. You're thinking too Teeth. far ahead. Just make the channel. Just make, make, it. make the channel. Preview and review, and like that's One all day. you need to do as a start. All right, all right. Fat Chelsea fan pending. There we go. Come <laughs> on. We got him. We made him do it. Lewis, shout your channel out as if they need to know. Guys, Carefree Lewis G on YouTube, Carefree Lewis G on Twitter, Blues Fans TV, but you're already here anyway. And yeah, hit that like and subscribe button, please. Do that. And whilst you're doing that, or after you've done that, check out the back post on everything. We do all the other good YouTube stuff. Um, yeah, lads, again, thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone that's watching right now. Uh, this will be on Spotify once the video goes live. Hey. It's going to be a video, so you can watch it as well. So you can it's watch Spotify. it all again. Yeah, play. Okay, we've got it on Spotify, lads. We're, we're moving up. Right. Thanks for watching, everyone.